What is going on, Dynasty Legends? We have our second podcast here for you. I am joining Kevin, aka User Spot, aka Hydra Kids, Hydra. And what up, what up? We, are, we are days. Yes, yeah, say hello. Say hello. <laughs> What's going on? He's excited. We're all excited. We got a uh, few days, just days until the draft. I know everyone's anxious. No, everyone's excited, but we are here tonight to talk about a little overview on Dynasty strategy and a little overview on Superflex strategy. So some people are new to Dynasty in the league. Some people are new to Superflex, and most of us are new to Superflex Dynasty. So I wanted to go over a little about strategy and player evaluations on that so everyone can have their own uh, head start and with a good base of knowledge and swinging. So, talk it first. Oh, and I'll just go ahead and get the surprise announcement out. We got one pick, one minute pick times. Not that big of a deal. Um, Ninety seconds is kind of a long time, but to make you feel better about it, you're not going to have to worry about making your first round picks or your second round picks in that short of time because. We are going to start the draft on Thursday night, so we're going to have about 24 hours pretty slow. Hopefully we can get a round or two in, maybe three rounds. That way you've already got your base down. You get time to think about your first few picks. Uh, and then Friday night, schedule time at 9 p.m., we will start the clock. Um, we're going to do at least two hours. Um, we're going to push through more. Uh, we had that two-hour mark. This, it's going to be uh, so 9 p.m. East, going to 11 p.m. East. And we will go further than that as long as everyone wants to. And if anyone needs to go, just say, yo, need to go. Then we pause it and we'll uh, slug draft for another 22 hours or so, restart it, and finish on Saturday night. But with one minute pick times and two hours plus and two slugs, we should have a pretty good amount done. Mm-hmm. And we will be moving the pick time to 30 seconds when we reach round 20. If that scares you, don't worry. A lot of deep sleepers. So, some of the guys you never heard of. Yep. I'm excited about it. Uh, We got a pretty short list of uh, things to go over today. It's just we're just gonna do basically like four, four to five little bullet points about what what are good things to be cognizant of while you're uh, playing in in a dynasty superflex league, and then uh, Brooks will go over. Some uh, something interesting he found about basically the four types of drafts you could have in a superflex startup. Because I mean, in a, in a dynasty startup, I mean, you're going to end up either with a stud with two stud QBs. No, like you're going to punt the quarterback position. Uh, there's 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 four different types, and um, I think that that was gonna, that's going to be interesting, and it's kind of kind of be good uh, going to be good to just think about while you're uh, bu- while you're building the makeup of your team. Heck yeah. So this one should be good. This one will be short and sweet. And then the next one is going to be everyone's favorite. We all love doing it. We're doing our inaugural inaugural power rankings after the draft. So we'll keep you updated on the format of that. But that's always a fun one. We look back at the draft and then do our first ratings and thoughts on everyone's team. So let's get right to it. What's our first bullet point? Uh, the first one is recognition of changed value. So just basically kind of understanding – the difference between what a quarterback's worth in Superflex, what a quarterback's worth in regular, what a quarterback uh, or what a running back, like how much does the running back position change 
from Dynasty Superflex to Dynasty Regular. So and just stuff like that. So and and how that how that affects your uh, your trade value too. Right. This is one of the biggest things that uh, with Dynasty and and I heard uh, one of the big uh, Dynasty analysts that I list to. He put it this way. He's like anyone who's starting in Dynasty, you usually don't know what the hell you're doing until half a year in or a year in. And this is doubly true for people who haven't done Superflex. So, and the main reason is these player evaluations. Like, it's hard to know what a rookie, what a first-round draft pick is worth or a second round. We're going to be trading draft picks if you want to. And every rookie class is different. So, it's hard to evaluate that. And then you got to think about this is dynasty and redraft rankings are very different. When we do our redrafts um, draft this year, where's Julio going to go? Late first, maybe? Definitely somewhere in the second round. Well, he's probably going, you know, fourth or fifth round in this dynasty startup. So, players who have players who are a little bit older, they're going to be very, very, very players like Julio Jones. They're going to be very valuable to contenders throughout the dynasty. If you have a championship contender, you want players like that. But if you are a player that, like, you know, your team is you got a bunch of prospects, you're not scoring a lot now, Julio needs to be sold. And you can sell Julio for a, a rookie first-round pick. Yeah. So and, that's and, the- and, and just to follow up on that, like, uh, I know Brooks has talked to me about this as well. I, one of the, the podcasts that we listen to, uh, that we listen to all the time, uh, specifically says, if you're, uh, if you're not a contender – you should be trying to flip your running backs because yep. the running running backs have such a quick shelf life. If you hold on to a like a Josh Jacobs or something like that while you're at the bottom of the league and you don't have your quarterback situation figured out and everything, you're wasting them away. And like a Derrick Henry, yeah, a Derrick Henry. Like that's not gonna. That's only gonna help you get further away from the number one overall pick, and it's gonna like give you a. It's gonna. It's gonna. That's gonna be hard for you to to move forward with that. So it's the best way to build your team when you're, when you realize you're going to rebuild, trade away your running back, get some picks and then be, and then be in a position where you can kind of build your team and everybody can start peaking at around the same time. Because it's such a good, good point. Back such a good point. Yeah, that's such a good point. And you double up like that just doubles down on how different dynasty can be. It's like, if I told you in redraft or keepers like trade away your running backs, that's that's suicide. Yeah, that's retarded. You and Brooks knows like I'm the biggest like running back like hoarder of all time when it comes to playing fantasy. That's how I've always been. I always just try to draft way too many and then just try to just hoard them all and trade and trade them away and build my team around that. And that's that's I mean it's not necessarily the right move in the, in this kind of format. So uh, unless you're unless you have a, a clear sense of direction of where where you want to go and everything so it's just something to think about yep that's the main thing is and and if you have any questions on player evaluations ask someone ask you can ask one of us or anyone else who's been in the league that's done dynasty or ask your friend da, 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 da. Um, but that's the main thing is when we're first starting these things is um you gotta figure out what the player value is there's no like set valuations on it and especially if you you know, not used to this kind of trading, but I think that we have another point in that trading um, is extremely important. I see more so than any other. Yeah, and that, that's just the, the next bullet. I'll just go ahead and say it before you jump into it. I'll say it's like right. basically activity slash awareness, whether it's awareness of your roster, 
your value, your your schedule, especially in a dynasty superflex, with um, bye weeks being so much more important when you might not be able to start two quarterbacks, or even worse, if both your quarterbacks have the same bye week, that's going to affect you a lot more than in a regular league. So um, it's, it's definitely something else to think about when it comes to superflex uh, dynasty value. Uh, and and especially trading without Brooks was leading into it. That was a tree that just fell down in my yard. That was crazy. <laughs> um, but yes, that is exactly it. And um, just want to take this time to make this like you can not trade, and that's fine, and you can be successful. I've seen people do it. But dynasty it usually helps just about everyone to trade in some sense or format if you have a good feel of where you are and where you want to be. And the waiver wire is going to be barren, not just for quarterbacks, for pretty much every position. Um, on a trade, we're going to have all the young prospects hoarded. So maybe one of your call, favorite college players is on this guy, and this guy doesn't value him too much, and you can get him cheap, and this, that, and the other. But my point is, be an open trade part, partner, and um, you know, don't be sending out a bunch of shit trades and just offending people to where they don't want to trade with you. It'll go a long way in Dynasty if you can, like, if people know that you are a, uh, a good, willing uh, trade partner. What's yeah. our next one? I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I think it's important. Um, I, I don't ever just shoot offers to people randomly without looking at their team and making sure that it's mutually beneficial in some aspect to, to kind of start the, the negotiations. Uh, of course, you can always lowball a little bit, but just don't be stupid about it. Um, yeah. The next, uh, the next thing that we, oh yeah, the next thing on the list is don't get caught up necessarily all in the uh, the, the position runs. Uh, it's going to be harder to assume who who, and it'll be harder to assume who's going to be available in this kind of draft because unlike a basically linear draft rankings list for a regular redraft or whatnot, this is going to be twelve people with very very different opinions for the most part, it's, and it's it's just going to be impossible to have a super similar draft board to somebody else so get i mean so basically just just make sure you're you're still taking players that you want to take don't just take a quarterback because a ton have gone maybe that that's going to open up another position that you might might be able to scoop up that uh you could get an advantage in so i just wanted to kind of mention that before the draft um i know we always talk about how important quarterbacks are in this in this uh format but i mean just don't don't take somebody because a bunch of other people have already taken that position. Take take the players you want to. Yep, and that's a good uh, point that I have found in my own in any kind of format in dynasty is that I kind of reference the ADP in the rankings, but um, I if 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 I I have my guys, I typically have like the guys that I know I want no matter what. I want them on my team and people that I just don't want on my team. And every year that list get smaller of the people that I want on my team that I just really want on my team. And I don't mind reaping if I have to. If I get my guy, my guy in more times than not, if there's someone I really like that I think is really good value and I kind of reach on them, they use the hit. And if not, then I don't mind – because I don't mind speaking for the fences. If you can recognize who you think has really good upside, go from that player. Don't just go for – you know, just because, like, oh, a bunch of wide receivers are being taken here. Oh, this guy says he's the best available here, and maybe the guy that I want later, he'll be there. Because I guarantee you that guy you want later is probably going to be there. Yep. And, I mean, that is that is the entire final bullet for this is is get your guys. I mean, it's it's important. I mean, in my first dynasty, I mean, I, I, reached, I reached like hell to get Lamar. 
when he was a rookie just because I, I wanted to have him in Dynasty. So, I mean, I, it ended up paying off just, just doing that kind of stuff. I didn't want to risk waiting waiting too long just to get the perfect value for him. I, I took him before I took a starting quarterback that year. <laughs> and then um, and then just – then you have one of your favorite players. So, I mean, if it pays off, yep. that's then, really good. I made, the, I made the opposite mistake. We're going to into the, um, you know, seventh or eighth round, something like that. And this is a few years ago before he was unanimously just terrible. But I need a wide receiver. I don't particularly like the guy, but you know, he's fall he was the highest rate available by far. He was falling a lot. And I got myself some Corey Davis. So I was like, I'll get my guys later. And he sucked. And I didn't even like him in the first place. So stuck with this shitty ass player. Yep, exactly. So that just that goes that just kind of ties up both of the previous things we said about don't get caught up in the runs and just make sure you get the players you actually want. Because I mean these are gonna be players you're gonna be able to root for for their whole career if you want to. So I mean it's it's just it's just different and it's a it's a pretty fun way to play fantasy. So I'm I'm excited yep. about it. So that's dynasty. If you got any other questions on those, um, bring it to us. And you know everyone we'll, we'll, everyone finds out their way. Every league is different. And now we'll go into specific super flex strategies. Now this came from the GE um, draft guide. So gotta give them a shout out for this, and it's. It's something that everyone's heard before, but I thought they put it together really nice and concisely. It's like, yeah, the, that really is like how it generally happens in drafts like these. So uh, to go over these, there's four of them. And number one is this, they call it the uh, hoarder pack strategy. Draft your quarterback, draft them often. And these are people that are like, don't want to start in running back? Don't draft. Just draft a quarterback there. Want to draft two, three quarterbacks the first three rounds? Draft the quarterbacks. And every time you think there's good value at a quarterback, just load on them, knowing that they're going to be at a premium. And when you do that, you're screwing even more teams. So you have a bunch. Now, I personally um, see some value in this, but to counter those points is you're – People know you're doing that. They think you're kind of a dick, and you're just really waiting for them to be desperate. So you might not be able to – even though the quarterbacks all have value, you may not have them when you need to have that value. Like you, you're, you still need to field a competitive roster. You need those running backs. You need wide receivers. Maybe you'll get them later, but who knows when. So the point is, if you want to do that strategy, I know some people are going to do it, but be cognizant of it as like – there can be too much, and my main thoughts with it is, as to a con of it, is trading the quarterback you drafted in the third round for a running back that you should have just drafted in the third round, or less, you know, if you really get desperate to fill the roster. So that's a kind of big one. You got any thoughts on that, track? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's just the equivalent to taking a bunch of running backs in a regular fantasy league. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's. It's going to be. I mean, it can it can definitely pay off because I mean the the upside of having a quarterback that you can get to break out is going to be insanely valuable. But I mean, it's going to be. It could also pigeonhole you into a position where you don't have very many running backs, and then then you have to settle for a, a deal that you don't, might not think is great value just to get a running back because you need one so bad. Because if you have a lot of quarterbacks, you're supposed to be contending. So I mean, it's not so. It's not going to be like that's not going to be the best format for a rebuild so right so yeah it's, it's got its it's got its pluses and its minuses i mean I'm, i think i'll be somewhere in between there right 
And then we've got uh, Strategy 2. Strategy 2, this is uh, honestly probably about where I'm going to be in. And again, everyone's got a different strategy, and a lot of this is going to depend on how the draft actually plays out. Um, things can change. But so this one is get your pretty good quarterbacks, basically. We're just saying draft quarterbacks if there's really good value in those first few rounds. But you, if there's like, you know – if you're at the third pick and Lamar and Mahomes all have been drafted, okay, you want to go get Watson or Dak or Tyler or something, or you want to get Chris McCaffrey. You want to get Barkley. It's very much – probably very much better if you get Barkley. What if there's a run on quarterbacks and and running backs early, but Michael, Tolle, Michael Thomas has come. Michael Thomas is a consensus top five in Dynasty. If he's there, you know, 9, 10, 11 – well, that's a very good pick, though. This is the crux of this strategy is you're cognizant, you want your quarterbacks early, but you also want those stud wide receivers, those stud running backs, maybe a little George Kittle in there. And this is kind of the the, the, um, the reason why I'm with this strategy is I'm not overly committing that I'm just saying, boom, I'm drafting best quarterback available no matter what. I'm just saying I'm drafting best available period, leaning towards quarterbacks and also leaning towards running backs. Yeah, I mean, and th- this one's going to be good because if there's a run on something, you're not going to be – you're not going to feel pressured to take a wide receiver just because you don't have any or something like that. You're, you should be – at this in this strategy, you should be able to take if – there, if there's a really good player at any position available, you should be able to take it. So, uh, yep. it's for the first few rounds. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like that one. <clears throat> and then we have – the most this is the Austin Powers I also like to live dangerously strategy and this is the opposite of strategy one it is the punt quarterback strategy what why would you do that who who would be so stupid well you know it if you if you really want to do this strategy it could pay off and this kind of doubles up with the dynasty strategy of let's just win the first year Everyone's going to try and focus on youth and just have that value. But what if you just drafted the best possible team to try and win it this year? And to do that, okay, running back, I could draft, you know, I could draft a quarterback here the first few rounds, but no, they're going to draft the best skill positions and sometimes regardless of age the first few rounds. So you're going to get um, your, you're going to get your, Julio Joneses, you're gonna get, you're gonna take a chance on David Johnson in the fifth round. You're gonna, if Le'Veon Bell falls, you're getting him. You're not really. I'm just, I'm naming older running backs now, but I'm saying the point is, you're not really too thinking of age or youth or this and the other. You just want to win everything right now. Well, you could load up on some really good running backs, wide receivers, tight end, and then you get to seventh, eighth, ninth round. People may think, oh, what are you gonna do for quarterback? Well, you know what? People are not gonna be. Well, I really hope you're not. We had a problem with this in our other dynasty, but don't get me started on this. But people are not going to be chomping at the bits for Tom Brady and Big Ben. Um, and if they do, more power to you. But my point is you could load up on really good skill positions and then draft a Matt Ryan, draft an Aaron Rodgers, draft a Matthew Stafford, draft Drew Brees, draft a veteran quarterback that's going to fall. You know they're going to give you points this year. And then you've got a bona fide lineup to try and win the first two years. Cons of that? The people that did this in our other dynasty are pretty – they're in the bottom half of the league right now. They're not looking good. Yep. They make the playoffs, but they're not really championship contenders, so that means they draft later in the rookie draft. We've got an aging roster. 
Um, so that that's that's the hole you kind of put yourself in there. So you'd see the difference between number one, which is you know you basically don't have a competitive roster. You just have to have a bunch of quarterbacks, and you're relying on your trading prowess. And then number three. Um, your trading value is not too great, but hey, you got a nice starting lineup. Yep. I mean, and, and just my only insight on this will be uh, based off of the only other Superflex league I've ever played on, which is your uh, your good old, uh, what was it, Game of Thrones themed yeah. uh, fantasy football league from like four years ago. I, I remember you started you started the league up, and, and I didn't even know, know it was called Superflex back then. It was just we had a flex position with a quarterback position. And I remember during that draft that um, that I, I just was like I, I felt way too, that was the first time I'd ever heard, I've ever heard of that. I completely punted quarterbacks, and I thought that I had this like awesome team of all these skill position players. And then something happened to my starting quarterback, and I was just in the bottom of the league after that because it was just I, it, it definitely scared me out of out of ever considering that strategy. <laughs> so yep. that's my only experience with Superflex, and that's the only thing I kind of warn people about is it, you, you yeah, you're one injury away from playing with fire. Box. You are playing – because it, you're playing with fire, and quarterbacks are always – even veteran quarterbacks, now that after they're drafted, they're always going to have some kind of value. And most trades ever – I follow I'm – I'm in a pretty big Dynasty uh, Facebook group, and everyone posts their trades here and there. And then we're also a member of the DLF Dynasty <laughs> And they have a tracker. They track the leagues in, that they run and the trades that they make. So see it all the time. And I can tell you in Superflex leaves, regardless of the quarterback's age, people, if you want to go get a quarterback, normally they want a quarterback in return. Could be young, could be old, could be a backup, doesn't matter. When I've seen so many times when people trade a quarterback, they want one back. So that can be hard if you just get a bunch of old dudes. Yep. So. So what's the what's the last one? I think that was the first three. The fourth one is probably the dumbest of all, and I know this sounds weird, but it's kind of a combination of the worst parts of strategy one and strategy three, and that is basically you just draft the best quarterback, or you get a stud quarterback with your first pick, and then you punt it. And so, and so you get you you do strategy one with the first pick. And then you do strategy three for the next starting roster, get the best running backs available, best and then just kind of forget about quarterback and then be like, oh, yeah, I need another. And then, boom, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You get Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Like these are, these are borderline starting options. So then that one's just kind of like uh, you don't really have a direction. It's like cause you kind of need to stick to one or the other. But those are the four that's probably going to play out. Uh, we just wanted to mention that. Quarterbacks, you know, they are important, but but go by where you're drafting. Go by, you know, there's gonna, there's definitely certain tiers. I'm a tier based drafter. The last few years, you know, especially, it's like I like having tiers of positions and tiers of total players. And if I'm sitting at a spot and there's, you know, say I have a top five of quarterbacks, and then I'm sitting. Um, in the and I'm sitting in the first round or second round, and I did really want a quarterback, but I don't want to draft a second tier quarterback when there's still a bona fide tier one running back. So stuff like that. Is, uh, yeah, just, and that's why it's, it's more important than ever just to have have your own rankings, have some something in front of you that's not the actual draft board from Sleeper, so that you can kind of 
have a better idea of what you, where you want to go and what the real rankings are because the rankings are going to look weird on sleeper. So especially yep. when it gets down to that one minute per pick, 30 seconds per pick, you're going to kind of want to have an idea of what you want before, you, yep. before you're up. And when it comes to the slug, um, you, uh, let, let us know if you – it lets us do a lot of things with sleeper. We can change draft times. We can pause it. We're probably not going to pause it during the active draft, but we can change pick times. And main thing that I think we can do is like, if we're in the slug and you can't get to your phone, but there's someone that you know, you want, if he's there, you can tell one of us and we can pick them for you. So if that needs to be at any point, just let us know. And yeah, we are excited. Again, we are starting the slug Thursday. Yeah, you want to say sometime around Thursday afternoon? We we don't have to yeah. put an exact time. Maybe maybe like five yeah. o'clock or something. But yeah, we'll we'll surprise everyone. We'll put <clears throat> Miller on the spot. I like it. Yep. Well, I'm good luck to Miller time to not fuck it up. Yeah, and speaking of Miller time, tell everybody what the uh, the last sentence of the fourth summary said. What they what they called it? Oh yes, you're gonna like this, Sean. When the in that guy that four strategy I just said he said at the last minutes and I quote this is the Kalen Balage of Superflex draft strategy. <laughs> oh, I thought that was worth worth quoting. But, yes. but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to draft with everybody. Um, I'll be around if we wanted to have a group. I mean, if, if everybody wants to just chat in Discord, chat in Sleeper, um, I'm sure it'll be pretty popping. So it'll be a good time. Yep. So, see you guys at the draft, and until next time, you stay legendary. (laughs) All right, take it easy. All right, peace.